0: David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. (coughs) Welcome, friends. I had to clear my voice there. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today, friends, I have somebody that has truly lived The American dream come from coming from absolute humble beginnings, having his mother leave him and his twin brother at the hospital after giving birth. His adopted parents were heroes in adopting them and gave him a great family to grow up in a family environment to grow up in. Yet growing up in Brooklyn, he uh, was he succumbed to the the uh, area there, the uh, uh, lifestyle that was so prone in that area of drugs, of alcohol, alcohol abuse. And uh, he's lived a very, very shattered life. Yet through all of those things from his childhood, he was able to become the lead singer of Bad Wolves and was the number one rock band in the country in 2018, has had multiple platinum records, gold records, and even diamond records. And uh, and most recently, his achievement is for welcoming, uh, com- joining the canceled uh, few of us, the canceled many of us it's becoming, He's been canceled because of his political beliefs, because he believed in not only Donald Trump, but the American dream that Donald Trump represented. My guest is Tommy Vexed. Tommy, my brother, so glad to have you on the show today, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. It's an overcast day in California or California, as we call it, uh, <laughs> under, the, under Gavin Mussolini's rule. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I know all too well what it's like being in California. I'm a California kid myself, born and raised there, and moved to Texas about a year and a half ago. Uh, shameless plug: one of the sponsors for today is my own store, David Harris Junior. Store, and I share that because a lot of people are moving to Texas, there and you go. Don't. California by Texas, baby, you can get that at David Harris Junior. Store. But uh, yeah, Gavin Newsomini, the the man is just on a warpath. We thought and hoped that it would subside. Once, uh, you know, after the election, that has not happened. Things continue to get worse in California. But uh, you're still there.
1: Yeah, for the time being. I mean, I moved to to Orange County about seven months ago after I was living in Venice. I've been in in L.A. for about 14 years. And uh, I'm originally from New York City. And I loved L.A. I was supposed to go out there for six months to make a record, never left. And, you know, I, I started out in East L.A., renting a, sleeping in a closet, making, you know, trying to get to the studio and working as a bouncer. And I ended up, you know, renting a home in Venice by the beach. And uh, I think like after, I mean, obviously there's like a substantial homeless issue where in in California in general, but especially in San Francisco and Los Angeles Um, and it's not safe and these people need help. That's number one. Number two, crime is going up. And number three, the riots were just like the last straw for me. And I, I actually went with friends, like a bunch of bodybuilder friends and bought brooms and pan, dustpans and garbage bags. And we cleaned up a bunch of the stores that were destroyed. And um, wow, I, I I was like, I'm, I don't know, I had a, 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 like it was a God shot moment I was, and I knew, I was like, I don't want to live here anymore and this is done. Wow.
0: It's sad because California is so beautiful, especially that part of the country. We, my wife and I lived in Laguna beach. Our family lived in Laguna beach
1: for
0: for a couple of years. Yeah. That area is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so I understand why we love it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, It's so sad when politicians just don't address the issues that are actually most important, uh, to people that are living there. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change. So people that are moving to Texas from California, leave your politics behind and don't California by Texas. <laughs> Not
1: listen. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, a lot of people who are either conservative, Republican, libertarian, or just there's so many moderates who, you know, who kind of exited the, the democratic party after seeing the, the continuous gross hypocrisies. And I think 2020 was a huge eye opener for people where the rubber met the road, where, you know, principles and policies became more important than personalities.
0: Yeah. And that's what it should have been the whole time. You know, that was the dream. We just celebrated and honored Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And he shared his part of his dream was that we would judge each other by the content of our character not the color of our skin, yet that seems to be the MO of the Democrat party is pushing everybody. It's pushing color on everybody. It's dividing all of us by color. Joe Biden himself actually even came out and said that, you know, people that are black, uh, uh, Indian, uh, I think he said Chinese. I think he said Hispanic. He left one people group out, but he did leave out whites are not going to be the first to get the, uh, the, the coverage, uh, and some of the, uh, the, Loan money for business business owners looking to be uh, helped and saved from the government for for the ravages of COVID.
1: Yeah, it, it's a very peculiar move, but I think that these this is not the you know the Democratic Party are are, are now you know calling for unity and then they do they make policies and statements that contradict unity. And they continue to push division. And so, when you exclude an entire race of people from uh, a government assistance that everyone is entitled to, you're you're creating resentment. And also, yeah. it's it's baffling. I like as someone who's you know I'm I'm uh, biracial, and so it, you know going by, by uh, yeah. So so a lot of us are, don't understand. Well, like going by the rules that the Democrats are trying to impose on minorities, you're saying my one parent can have a voice and d- they deserve to be heard. And, but my other parent is not. And that's a real, that's a real issue for me. You know, I don't yeah. I, like, I, I'm about to start printing t-shirts that say white guys matter. Cause it's like, cause they're the <laughs> ones that like right now we're at a point where it's like it's socially acceptable to be racist against heteronormative white men, and I don't, I don't even know why. I don't understand that.
0: Well, it's a part of their divide and conquer, and it's a part of trying to uh, garner support from individuals that ha- don't have an image issue. You know, I, I I'm a believer as well. We're going to talk about faith in a minute. I, uh, in a little bit, I know that that's a big factor for who you are, and and uh, I think what you've been able to achieve is just your your faith. Uh, in God. But when you don't understand or when you when your identity is lost or you think your identity comes from anything other than your creator, then it's easy to try to put your identity into, well, I need to be more proud of my skin color. And it's I'm black. You know, it's like I, I've never been I'm biracial. My mom's white. My dad's black. I've never been accused of being a white guy. Yet yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I've dealt with racism from the black community, too.
1: Yeah, same, same. It's, uh, I, and, and, you know, I'm I'm 38, so there was, there were times where it was like, I didn't speak Spanish, I wasn't white enough for the white kids, I wasn't black enough for the black kids, and so, I, you know, I just, like, it wasn't until I got into music where I found a community where nobody cared about that stuff, mm. you know, it was, it was just kind of like, uh... And and because I experienced that in my in my early years, I know how to identify it. I, I I understand, you know. I went to a school where the there were two different lunch rooms, that were they were they were they weren't divided by race. They were divided by who took government assisted lunch and whose parents sent them to school with lunch. Wow. So, you know, when you look at the race issue in America today, I don't I think that. They put race over an economics issue, and I think that fundamentally, uh, neighborhoods that aren't invested in or redlined—the stuff from the Nixon era, stuff like this, where banks won't give businesses or home people trying to get a home a loan based on the area that they're in—you know—all these things that I feel like uh, that Trump was fighting against with opportunity uh, zones—that's the solution to the problem is to, you know, kind of lift those those systematic barriers and move everybody forward in a general direction and for me when i watch the news and i see people saying we have a problem with racism in america um as a as a performer i'm i'm befuddled because i play in a rock band i've been playing rock music for 22 years i have toured all over the world i've played Every, I played 48 states. The only, the only states I have not performed in is Hawaii and Alaska. Uh, and I don't, my experience is that, I mean, I haven't experienced racism since around 9-11. And that's the truth. And so I play, I sell records to predominantly Caucasian working class Americans who is, you know, that's part of where I come from. And none of these people have a problem with the color of my skin. Kanye West plays a concert, same thing. You know, DMX, I remember going to see Wu-Tang. I saw Wu-Tang Clan in New York City in 2000. It was the last time the entire group with Old Dirty Bass were together on stage. And I was a minority in that audience. Wow. You know, And hip hop culture talks about that. They do, like it just is what it is. So if yeah. we're so racist, if everybody's so racist, then why is why is hip hop the number one dominating uh, equitable music source in America? I don't. It's I'm so statistically and from life experience, I, the the media is telling people things that I know are not real.
0: Yeah, and it, that if, not if real. People,
1: yeah, when we call it out, I get in trouble. <laughs>
0: I remember when Lil Wayne was asked that question uh, during a uh, interview, you know, mm-hmm. about racism, or I think he said, I think he was asked about BLM, and he was like, "Black Lives Matter. What is that? Why do you need that?" And they tried to push it all towards, well, because there's racism in America. And Lil Wayne's like, he said the same thing you're saying. Tour all over the country. Most of the crowds are white kids, young adults that are listening to his music and buying his music. So in in that it, with that understanding, it's like. You know, why are they continuing to push this? Well, they have found a way to do it, I believe, that just continues to uh, make victims out of those that will allow themselves to become victims. And then that's where they can swoop in and be the champions. Speaking about your music, I want to share this clip really quick because yeah, yeah. you're saying, like you've shared all over the world, have had amazing success. I mean, to be number one,
1: how many number one hits have you had? Uh, Five five consecutive number one hits yeah every, I, every single i've ever released with this band has gone number one <laughs> yeah. that's amazing brother it's not that enough is. to not get canceled <laughs> yeah,
0: that is the that is living the american dream that is the american dream coming to fruition especially from where you came from here's a clip uh from some of your music Thank you, if i know. Prime example of exactly what we're talking about. You can see the crowds there filling the stadiums that you're that you're singing at, that you're performing at, and it's mostly white folks in there. Yeah, <laughs> I actually yeah, they are rocking out. One, of, with one you of as the people. lead singer, who's obviously a brother. <laughs> Yet racism is a problem in America. We got to tackle racism. It's the number one issue and number one thing that Americans have to face and focus on and talk about. And we all got to start to identify it and spread everybody out and understand that black folks need to be pandered to because they're victims. And all you white people, you're the devil because you're born white. It's just it's it's insane to me.
1: Well, I think I think one of the interesting things of a buddy of mine pointed this out uh, two weeks ago and he said, uh, a lot of the liberal billionaires spend a lot of money convincing poor people that that millionaires are the problem and yeah. it's just it's just like pin the blame on the donkey it's, and you know the more that we fight with each other and the more divided we are as a nation the more we you know the the more that they can obfuscate the truth and the truth to me is that the most beautiful thing about this country is our mu- our multiculturalism, yes. and with you know I grew up in New York City. I've been to Ellis Island. Like my you know, people came here to escape tyranny and oppression from all over the world, and our nation is built was built on the backs of of the, those immigrants, yeah. right? Legal immigration, and they be- and these people became citizens, and and so many people came here to to live in freedom without a glass ceiling of of some oligarchy or some aristocracy or some communist dictatorship so that they can be that you want everyone wants to be their own master and Mm -hmm. it just seems like while all the the media has got everybody fighting and, and angry at each other and Blaming politicians and blaming groups of people and this and the other, and excusing others and the gross hypocrisies and inadequacies that have been shot through the fabric of the last four years, especially in 2020. We're all arguing and not paying attention to what's really going on, which to me is we're getting fucked. <laughs> you know <what> I
0: mean? <laughs> well, I, I know that a lot of Americans feel like that after this last election. I, I still personally. I got to share. It's my own personal belief uh, that what went down the night of November 3rd was uh, was not just suspect, uh, but intentionally and willfully um, done to strip away the voice of the American people. You know, I mean, you do some simple math. There's supposed to be about one hundred and thirty three thousand or excuse me, one hundred thirty three million almost pulled a Joe Biden. One hundred thirty three million uh voters right in our country Mm -hmm. and yet if you add up the votes for joe biden at 87 or 81 and and donald trump at 75 it's like 155 million people voted so for president trump to go from uh, 62 63 million to 75 million votes uh a jump of at least 12 million votes that's never happened before uh in history for any president and 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 then for us to believe that joe biden got more votes than Obama at his height with his ability to communicate and talk. It's like, and then they just want us all to accept it and just shut up about it or they'll silence us if we say anything uh, contrary to their, to their narrative.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I think the Republican party showed a lot of their true colors as well. I mean, it it's, it's, it looks it for all intents and purposes, it appears to me that, Trump is such a threat to Washington that they all unanimously agree that he has to go yep. and despite you know despite his uh, his following and despite how many people support him uh, it doesn't matter And that's what that's the thing that I've been a lot of people have been taught like for some reason I became the voice of reason in all this. <laughs> to a lot of people and to me the solution is let's say if they have stolen our ability to have a, a real election and our vote no longer counts the only thing we have left to vote with is our economics we vote mm. with our dollar yep. you know right. and so we have to continue to support businesses and support each other and you know I'm a I, I've given away you know my over the course of my career I've given away 90 percent of my income you know, wow. Zo- Zombie came out, and it was the biggest song in the in the world. It was number one on in every country that had iTunes, and wow. it, and I I donated all the the money from the the sales of that song to Dolores because she died the night before she was supposed to record with me. So wow. I set up a trust for her children, and then they've been every time somebody streams or purchases that song, their kids get money, and I don't get anything. You know, this last year, I, I took my music video budget and I donated it to the two police officers who were who were shot in Compton outside the metro station, wow. uh, and, uh, as well as four other families. I donated five thousand dollars to for Christmas, you know, just because such, so they-
0: such a stark contrast, brother, from what we hear other celebrities and even politicians, again, mostly on the Democrat side of the aisle. They're not. I haven't heard of them supporting the families of the police officers that have been uh, shot and killed. I haven't heard of them. You know, where's all the money that Black Lives Matter raised? It's apparently raised over one hundred million dollars or something just astronomical. Where'd that money go? Did it go into any of the black neighborhoods? Did it go into any into uh, any families of black of, the, of black, uh, black families or black businesses? Uh, and then you hear about the politicians and the celebrities that are raising money to bail out the rioters, the ones causing the destruction. Yeah. That's their mindset, and their mentality. Yet you're here as a conservative rock star. And you're like, wait a minute, I want to focus on things that actually matter. You are a breath of fresh air, brother. and And so what's needed. And that is also what what makes you a threat. But I've got to share this from your heart, your heart to give and to support. God will honor that more than you could ever even realize. Uh, and he's got your back. He's got you covered.
1: Well, I already, I appreciate that, man. And, and, um, you know, we've talked, we've touched on faith a little bit and, and I think, you know, I've been sober for 11 years. Uh, I was, you know, I, I, I grew up in an, in an environment of alcoholism and mental health issues with family members. And I grew up, you know, falling into the into traps and hanging out with the wrong crowd, and you know, and I thought that when I moved to California, I was going to be okay, but I didn't realize I took I took myself with me, and I think my my path to sobriety and hitting rock bottom brought me back to a spiritual life, and I think that you know, it's been my experience, I've witnessed miracles in other people, and I've seen miracles happen for me. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a, an attempted murder survivor. In 2010, a lot of people know the story. Um, My twin brother, who is a drug addict, uh, broke into my apartment and tried to murder me. And he he fractured my skull with a crowbar. He beat me till my spleen ruptured. And um, I bled (laughs) out in the ER. You know, my mom had to hold my hand and watch her son die. And I had been I had just gotten a year sober and gotten my life together. And I came back to New York to try to be of service to my mother and my sister and All this calamity happened and, you know, I I had a near death experience and I crossed over and I've never been the same. You know, I was told to come back and I was told that I have I'm supposed to do something. that, And I knew internally, okay, I'm I'm here for a reason. And so, you know, when when all this stuff happens, you know, and I've I've gotten death threats over over the last year. You know, I made I did a marker video that was that was viral it got like 37 million views in four days and wow. then it was taken down off my social media I was threatened I had what death threats. I did a I did a marker video deconstructing BLM as a not the movement but the corporation and I traced back it, like donations from it uh, to be the money from oh, I, I think I saw that I think I shared that video oh did you okay yeah yeah so so that was like a six minute video and um, it went viral. And I, 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 so I understand the media because I do, like, 90 interviews a year. yeah. And so I know what I'm dealing with. So I said at the end of the video, I was like, racism is manufactured. It's not even real. Because you have to give them something to harp on. Mm-hmm. And they carry the vessel. It's like a Trojan horse. And so they basically did this whole – they started doing all these hit pieces. Like, Time Vex is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's all white – liberal journalists and the the real the real
0: racists racists in my book and in my book they're whether they understand it or realize it or not they're the real racists and they're pushing it and they peddle it and they perpetuate it
1: well it's like it's like people who are homophobic if you're always calling people gay or using the derogatory term faggot and you're like you know it's like hey man like why do you even think about that like what's the matter with you you know And that's the thing. Everybody's crying racism because they're they feel ashamed of their own prejudice. So Mm. if you're it, then I'm not it, you know. But anyway, I digress on that point. So anyway, this video came out and it wound up blowing up, and then that was when I got on everybody's radar of cancel culture, and it's Mm. just been a continual thing, you know. And I've I've had my phone number given out. People have called me from block numbers and be like, "I'm gonna kill you," and I'm like. You're gonna have to try harder than that. I'm like, I've been murdered and I've been I grew up with gangsters. Like I'm not scared of this. So yeah. people are like, we're gonna cancel you. I'm like, fucking okay. So I curse a lot. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I know we've heard before. Yeah. Um
0: I, I wanna get into uh I wanna get a little bit more into your your childhood because I think that what you've been able to accomplish Is is highlighted by the fact that coming through the the adversity that you came from dealing with the trauma that you went through in your early teenage years and even before that, but especially your teenage years. uh, It's just amazing that somebody I mean, it should be an inspiration to everybody and anyone because we all have a story. I understand that. And I appreciate everybody's story. Yet some of our stories are just not like the others. So for somebody to actually come from what you've come th- from and then made the choices and changes that you've been able to make in your life and then to see the fruit that's come of that, it's absolutely amazing. So I'm going to get into that in a minute. A quick word from my sponsor today before we do that. Friends, if you like the David Harris Jr. show, if you like the guests that I bring you, please support my show by supporting yourself. Get yourself something nice at MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is an amazing man, a true patriot, and he's a very, very good friend of mine. He is in the fight to try to bring the truth to us, the American people, about what took place this last November. He's got over 100 products, new products, in his store at MyPillow. Use the code TRUMP2020 when you go, because I love the code so much, and he'll know that you heard it here. Use that code TRUMP2020 for the best discounts at MyPillow.com. All right, Tommy. You came from some very, very uh, humble, meager beginnings. Mom left you. And is is your twin an identical twin?
1: Mom, my brother and I are fraternal. So he's a little bit more light-skinned than I am. and
0: um, So your mom leaves you at the hospital. There's a couple that had been on the waiting list for a couple years that got the call and said, Hey, we've got a a couple boys here, twins. And you you got uh, some, it sounds like amazing adopted parents. Um, and then, early in your teenage years, was it was it early in your in, in your brother's teens when he started exhibiting these bipolar type tendencies?
1: Um, I think. Well, well, to preface that, so I actually had co- I came to find out when I was older that my mother was a crackhead. I was actually a crack baby. Your biological so, mom. Yeah, and so she left us to go get high, and that was it. Wow. And, and um, so. We were adopted at two weeks old. There was no, because nobody came back. So uh, my mom and my dad, my father was a Vietnam veteran. He was awarded three Purple Hearts for his service. And working class guy he was a janitor working for the city of New York City, um, in the school systems. And my mom, uh, she had a job in uh, in downtown Manhattan doing like file clerk stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they they adopted us and they took us in and it, you know my those the parents that raised me they were white i grew up in an irish italian neighborhood and my neighborhood was next to the project so it was like the poor irish it was like the poor irish the poor blacks and the poor russians and then it was but that's how new york was it was very segregated you know and um you know i just uh I don't know. My brother started exhibiting all these behaviors around 10 or 11. And it was like setting fires and lying compulsively, having violent outbursts, torturing animals, killing animals. Really, for a kid, you're it's scary. Yeah. And um, uh, at through around the time I was 15, he had been institutionalized repeatedly for violent behavior. And uh, it was a lot for my dad. And my dad had been sober about 20 years at the time. And he relapsed. Mm. And so my when my dad drank and my brother came back from the mental institution, my mom took our sister and she was like, I'm going to go. So I wound up living with my alcoholic father who basically drank around the clock except to go to work. And my brother, who was mentally, obviously mentally ill, and I was pl- still playing in bands and stuff at the time. I started playing in bands from 14, but then I got into selling drugs, and because we were poor, you know, and it was like I saw what other people had, and you know, at that time, all the big rappers were, you know, Nas and Jay Z and Biggie Smalls and Fifty Cent, like over there. They're the always talking about yeah, yeah, and, and so they were all talking about that, and so without having, you know, my my reliance and my respect for my father had dwindled because of his his alcoholism, and so you know, boys need their they need both parents but yeah. without a strong male figure you know i'm grateful for the formative years that he was in my life because all the things that are best in me as a man he, he installed in me mm-hmm. but i had to go on my own searching out wrong and i made all these mistakes and you know i had i got into drugs i started doing drugs i didn't know that i was already genetically predisposed to the addict gene and so these are things that, like, I had to find out along the way and figure mm-hmm. out on my own. And so, you know, my brother, uh, my brother kept, got into organized crime and he was he was good at it. And <laughs> and I moved to California to be a rock star. You know, I got an offer to sing for a band. And uh, I, I just like I said, I, I was like, I'm out of here. I had almost gotten killed in a gang fight. Uh, And these guys ran me over with a car and then beat me half to death with baseball bats when I was about 21. And they almost killed my friend James. And if James, actually, if James wasn't there, I I probably would have died because I would have been on my own. And uh, I remember being in the hospital and I had no insurance. And my friends came to the hospital and stole me from the ER (laughs) and took me home. (laughs) But this is how ghetto, this is how ghetto we were. You know what I
0: mean? Out, wow, so you didn't have to write the bills.
1: Yeah, so I didn't have to had, didn't have to cop the bill. Sorry, Coney Island Hospital. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and that, and that's how. And I just said I'm done. And I threw all the drugs away. I flushed them down the toilet. And I was like, I'm not doing this any. I'm not. I don't. This isn't cool. Mm. And I I was I got uh, I just decided I sang every day. I couldn't walk. My legs were all busted up. like I had to have my brother and my dad carry me to go to the bathroom. It was, it was brutal. And uh, and I just it I to decided a, the, uh,
0: the Kanye getting in a car accident, right? Almost dying, having his mouth wired shut, and then mm-hmm. got invited to go rap for the you know one of the label heads. Uh, I forget the label, you may know. I
1: think but it was, he, it was Def Jam, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was Def Jam. Yeah, yeah. And literally, he's rapping through his his face wires. Uh, that's the picture I got. Is you you're singing, so you're you can't walk. Yeah. you're laying in bed or wherever you were laying and you're just singing every day. That was your I, outlet.
1: Yeah. I didn't even have a bed. I had a futon. I had a, you know, the metal, the old metal, food, the things are terrible. And I just had my, I had a, a boom box that had, I bought a radio, like a microphone or two attached to the boom box and wow. I would play my records and I would teach myself how to sing. And I, and I just was like, this is my plan. And, um, You know, but I didn't address the spiritual malady. I didn't address the addiction because like a lot of addicts and a lot of people who come from traumatic childhoods, I was in the the business of blaming. So Mm -hmm. all these things happened to me because of where I lived. And it wasn't until I got into recovery that, you know, I look at things as, this isn't happening to me, this is happening for me. Mm -hmm. And, And so that mentality is one of, I think surrender, right? God, why is this happening to me? It's not happening to you; it's happening for you, you know. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like the my dad used to have the the footsteps, you know, the on the sand. Yes. And uh, it was one, one of the best things he ever told me. It was like, well, how come there's you know nobody was walking with me? And it was like that's when I, that's when I was carrying you, my son. Yes. You know? And that sometimes that's what I like. I have to remember, I'm, we're being carried. You know, when we when we're trying to live a life of a higher calling, we're being carried to our purpose and a purpose driven life is a happy life. And a lot. And I think that psychologically, a lot of my friends who have um, opposing political ideologies, they no matter what their race or age or religion or whatever, they subscribe to the self victimization. It's like the kid from the Goonies, you know, you know, when they're in the well. And Corey Feldman is taking all the coins and the girl's like, these are other people's wishes. They're other people's dreams. And he's like, this one was mine and it didn't come true. So now I'm taking it all back. And that's the kind of immature, emotionally immature mentality that we're seeing with people that, oh, well, if it can't be my way, then it can't be anyone's way. And, you know? and they want to wreck everything because they're unhappy with themselves.
0: Before, uh, before I get into why you, why you supported Donald Trump, because I still think that it's very relevant. Obviously, he's still a target. Uh, mm-hmm. He's dealing with potentially still trying to be impeached, even though he's no longer the president of the United States. Um, and that's the sole purpose of impeachment is to remove a, a sitting president. They're still going after him and they're still playing the race card. But you're, you're from the, the visual that I get from you laying on the futon. <laughs> with your little, with your little uh, stereo and your handheld mic, you plugged into it to where you are now, brother. And where you've gone is amazing. I'm going to play another clip uh, of uh, music.
1: We caught, we chained our hearts in pain We jumped, never asking why We kissed, I fell under your spell of love no one could deny Don't you ever say, I just want to way I will always want you I can live a lie, running for my life Game in.
0: Brother, you have an amazing voice, man. God has definitely gifted you, and you've worked on your craft, your talent. Uh, I, I always remember, talent will only get you so far, and then it's your practice will carry you the rest of the way. Uh, but you got an amazing voice, man. Uh, regardless of what happens with this cancel culture, you're still going to rise to the top, and this is all going to be just part of the story, uh, God's story in your life of what He's done through you, what you've done in with Him. Uh, amazing, brother. Absolutely amazing.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was a, you know, I spent last year, everybody was afraid to go to work from COVID and I have a couple of friends who are, I have a friend who's a, a virologist and, and another oncologist. I have So I, I called a bunch of doctors and I was like, Hey, like, what's, should I be worried? And they're like, no. I was like, "Really? You sure?" They're like, "Yeah, it's a flu. Don't worry about it." I was like, "Okay." So I went to work, and I, I wrote a book last year, and I recorded three albums. And so what you what you saw there is uh, I did a cover album, and there, and I'm actually donating it for free. So what I did was, uh, as a result of all this, so I recently stepped down as the lead singer of Bad Wolves due to cancel culture. So there were service platforms, um, radio personalities and program directors, people within the industry, they put a lot of pressure on my record label, who was fighting on my behalf from they were fighting for my First Amendment, right. And they basically told them if they don't get rid of me, they're gonna not allow any artists on their label to be on their platforms. So I basically, uh, you know, basically, I just said okay, and I took it on the chin and and I base I started a me about a week ago. It's raised one hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars. I I I was trying to raise fifty grand to bail my masters out of this out of studio jail because the label didn't pay for the records since I was no longer going to be an artist. Hmm. And so I raised the money and um, now multiple things. I don't know if you're you've heard of like what happened to Ariel Pink. Um, he he went to the White House. He met with the president. He got immediately dropped from his record deal. Yeah, um, doesn't have the money for a lawyer. Is trying to fight it. Topher, uh, the yep. the Marine rapper, he had the number one song, "The Patriot," in the in the country, and he was on his way to having zombie success. I because I've seen it before. I was like, oh, this song is first of all it's great. Second of all, it's massive. Yeah, and he's chart topping Billboard charts. I Across the board, iTunes. And, and Topher's, you know, he's just, he's an independent artist and he's beating people like Kanye West and Cardi mm-hmm. B. And then they just wow. took him down. They deleted him from Spotify. They deleted him from Apple Music. So, you know, my campaign was successful to a degree where now I am in, I want to open my own record label. Yeah. And and make a home for for people who want to, you know, uphold their constitutional right and their First Amendment right to say whatever they want and engage in free speech. We, This is, you know, if this happened in the 80s, you know, <laughs> like Ice-T came out with Cop Killer, and that was it. And there was a big controversy about it. And obviously, uh, at the time, there was, you know, I guess it was like, socially acceptable. I think it's funny that Ice-T grew up to become a police officer on a TV show. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'll spare the irony of that. You know what I yeah. mean? But, but the reality is, is that if you could say that, then you can't say, I love America now, you know, Topher doesn't even use curses in his music. He's cause he's a Christian artist. So he yeah. doesn't, he does, you know, so to me, what's going on here is it's not acceptable. And like, so Topa's black as fuck, bro. My man is is, you know what I mean? Like he's he got the melanin. I'm like, you can't even try to say that that people like us are racist. It's, it's not possible. It right. doesn't exist. You know, and so I just uh, you know, it's so we're raising funds. Everybody who donates to the GoFundMe is gonna get a free album from me. And so I'll be sending out the link about four weeks after the campaign is done. And I'm I'm trying to build something where artists are free again and and we wow. need to protect them you know we need to protect free speech
0: well where can they find that gofundme everybody can go write it down i normally bring those things up at the end but where can they find that gofundme
1: uh I, they, you can google gofundme tommy vexed and it'll, right. it'll come up yeah and, and originally i did it to get the records out uh and now that it's kind of taken on a life of its own uh, kind of in keeping with the with the trajectory of my entire career is now the fans have enabled me at, to put my arms around some other artists and say, Hey, like, you're not going to bully these people. And that's what we need to do, you know? And so it's the same reason why, you know, I got to order, you know, now I'm, I got to order pillows. I'm like, Oh, I got to get, you know, <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm like, I got to get a shirt and I, you know, I, I only, I only use like my workout products. I only use first form products because if, you know, Andy's a great Patriot and his brother Sal and, you know, I I only want to be a part of people who love this country and want to preserve the best things about our nation. Yes. You know? I, I'm so yeah. You am know, I'm, I'm on the verge of throwing out all my Jordans. I've been collecting sneakers for years. And I'm just like oh, I don't even want these anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me this: uh, Have you had you ever sided with more Democrat beliefs, yeah. or had you been a conservative? kind of in nature your whole life? And no,
1: just- no, that's not, not at all. I, I grew up poor. And so I was, I grew up being told that the democratic party was the party of the people and the working class. And that kind of ideology for me, I don't know if it changed, but it definitely is false in, in 2016 and 2020 you know, and, and, you know, when Obama got in office, I, I voted for him. I, it was a monumental thing. You know, yeah. we have a black president. Yeah. And then after a couple of years, you're like, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, listen. You know, At least for the
0: black community, nothing changed. Things changed for the LGBT yeah. community. That's for dang sure, for for Wall Street, for other yeah. countries. Iran Iran got a billion dollars in cash in the middle of the night on a pallet. <laughs> what? What the black community get. Yeah,
1: Apparently apparently so did Italy, but I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) I miss what you said. What did you say? I said, apparently so did Italy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So it's just, it's just, you know, once a a couple things happened in 2015 when um, Hillary Clinton ran against Trump and then I'm very suspect when people are being ganged up on Mm. because I do understand media to a degree. And I do understand I've before the band blew up, I was, a I was a, a sober coach for celebrities. So mm. I've, I've worked with athletes, actors, artists, political figures, helping them to stay sober their first 30 to 60 days of recovery. Um, mm. you know, a lot, and a lot of time, these guys are being court ordered. They've gotten in trouble. Uh, and so, when you get close to human beings who are massively, massively famous, everything like everything I understood about how the media portrays people is it's I, I, I it pulled the wall down, and hmm. so there's always an agenda. And now I I I'm not even anywhere near what my my previous clients were, but I I experienced that too, and so. You know, I just started really researching and it it was confusing to me because um, I call him Donnie Ballgame because that's what (laughs) my friend Bobby calls him. So Donnie, like he he's been in 300 rap songs, you know, (laughs) when he was young. I remember living because I'm from New York. I remember he had when I was alive, he had he had a, a, a black girlfriend and it was kind of like not okay right it was mm-hmm. like it was because he was a, a millionaire and a business tycoon and it was like a, it was a thing like oh interracial relationships which is like you know our parents probably had to deal with that too oh, yeah. and uh, and so now that's like normalized but you know this guy also you know he donated a lot of money to the United Negro College Fund he supported Jesse Jackson when Jesse Jackson wanted to run for president yep. like and i couldn't find anything i couldn't find anything where that constituted the, the racism allegations, and then, and then even as even as late as last year, I offered a thousand dollars to anyone who could prove to me in a video, or in a in a recording, or in a uh, anything, and and everybody needs money. I kept my thousand dollars. Nobody could. No one. Not one person. Wow. The be- the best anyone had was very fine people, and in the context of that entire, in, entire segment, he literally denounces white supremacy. If Donald Trump has publicly denounced not white supremacy. I think I I counted it was like forty seven times.
0: Yeah, that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, but that, yeah, that's so the fact that you did your own research. I'm a big proponent of that. I'm constantly sharing that for people to do on my show, my podcast, do your own research, Mm -hmm. stop being fed, spoon fed by the mainstream media because they have a narrative. You bypass the mainstream media, did your own research. Um, and, and we're supporting Donald Trump. What, uh, how do you, what do you take away from his four years in office that were positive for America?
1: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, as much as he's got to deal with the media I mean, imagine if they were on his side. I mean, they want, you know, the guy in his last days during all this chaos still managed to to bring peace in the Middle East, which was we didn't think was going to happen for another 50 to 60 years. Yes. You know, and I'm sure that the new administration is going to ruin it, you know, and, you know, he's got nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes. He, he created the aforementioned Opportunity Zones. African-American unemployment was the lowest that it's ever been. Uh, Hispanic unemployment was the lowest that it's ever been. You know, those are just some policy things, and you know, when it comes to people in my life, because obviously I'm I, I live in 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 California. I'm from New York. I still have a lot of friends and family who hate him, mm. but they don't know why either. They just don't like his tweets, or <laughs> they don't like his personality. And and he's not a politician. You know, the guy. I think that you know, a, a businessman is accustomed to going into, especially when he's the boss, you go into a boardroom and you run, you run it. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that isn't really, we haven't had a personality like that since Reagan, who yeah. like came in and was like, this is going on. This is that, do this, you know, people getting fired for not doing their job. And then the, the, the media are like, Oh, this guy's just firing everybody, and it's because they're not doing their job. A, 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 if you take over a corporation that isn't that is failing economically, you should fire a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. and, and and for, and people also don't understand the United States is is a corporation. Yes, there is. It's incorporated. For business. Yeah. So, so. This everything is so muddy and so um, manipulated and twisted around, uh, you know, and as somebody who I as somebody who was a counselor and dealt with addicts and and high functioning drug addicts, I know very much what gaslighting is. Mm. And what the media does is a perfect example of gaslighting is say you're in an abusive relationship, right? I've been, I've been in a relationship with a woman who does something and then convinces me that's not how it happened. Mm-hmm. That's gaslighting, right? right? My brother, mentally ill, he would break the law, do bad things, and then convince everyone that that's not what, ha- what happened. The media does the same thing. So you, you take the perfect example is the way the media responded to the Capitol riots versus the George Floyd riots, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. so you have bit you have you have a bunch of people who they shouldn't have they shouldn't have gone in there it's a little bit weird now that all the videos are coming out showing the police escorting people in right you know oh, yeah. but nobody should have been breaking glass and right. whoever whoever that was whether it was it was you know foul players or bad actors whatever the situation was you know there was I saw I saw videos of like an 80 year old woman with an American flag walking through the halls of the Capitol. And I'm like, I I used to be a bodyguard. <laughs> I've worked security at nightclubs and restaurants. I'm like, there's no way if security was doing their job that these people would have got in and breached. Right. So this, so that's one issue. That I, that's, that's one main issue I have with that situation. And I, I don't condone political violence at Correct. all. Yeah. It's, and, The same thing I said when the the BLM Antifa riots took off, it's disgusting. And we we are better than that, and we don't need to behave like that. But this is a, a major issue. Americans watched other citizens burn down buildings, loot buildings, riot, throw bottles at police officers, hit them with rocks, hit them with bricks, Molotov cocktails, Kill I mean, him. On, for, for the July weekend, five little black kids got shot in gang shootings mm. and no one said anything about it. But Terry Cruz. you know, and so right. you have a culture where the media is basically saying this behavior is OK. And then you get a bunch of people who are pissed off because they feel like they've been defrauded. And obviously shit's going to pop off and they and they're being told in On a cultural level, that their behavior is acceptable for a year, right? So they don't, they're not thinking, oh, this is a bait and switch, you know. And now, this, and now they've used that as an event, almost like a false flag event, to justify further censorship and further destruction of free speech. And anybody who supported Donald Trump is it's just the same narrative, you know. Now, there's the Washington Post had a had. They had a great article a few days ago, and they're like, "We need to discuss multiracial su- white supremacy." Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm like, that is, in and of itself, this that sentence, the headline contradicts <laughs> itself. It's a whole article how any person of color. With conservative values, is a white supremacist, whether they are black or Hispanic or whatever.
0: I I think where I've seen it going, where I believe it's partially going, is that they're trying to demonize anybody with faith, especially Christian faith. You know, calling us radicals. You know, the people that the Christians. I, I think it's a way to demonize, categorize, and then ultimately vilify anybody of faith. Uh, and that sounds like a way for them to do it and to get people to believe. That people that look like you and me can be racist, which is, yeah. again, it's like, I, I, what am I racist against my mom and not my dad, or my dad, not my mom? Please help me out here because how can I be racist against myself, A, or either my parents? It, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but the issue of faith, I think that's where it's going. Um, well, I think
1: there's something, like, imp- I think there is something important to, if I can extrapolate on that. Yeah. Being biracial in America, that is what Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream was. Yes. He, he dreamed of integration, where, because that, that, that during that time when there was, when racism was so prevalent in this country, the idea, you know, there's a good movie called Loving that's based on the love love couple. Do you know that? They're an interracial couple. Yeah, I can't they had rem-
0: in their state to, to did you get just, married because yeah, they yeah, were. They, awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. they them being married was against the law because he was white and she was black. Yeah. And and um you know we're living in a time where we've come so far it's crazy to me that anyone would want to regurgitate an an old idea and try to breathe life into it into people's minds who never experienced it. So a lot of these young people don't have never really experienced true racism. And yeah. everyone, and prejudice is always going to exist because people are fearful of things they don't understand. And right. the way to dissolve prejudice is to have more communication, more understanding, more education, You know, more acceptance of multiculturalism. And that includes white culture as well. You yes. can't just preclude uh, a, a whole group of people. So if, if you're saying we have to stop racism, except we're allowed to be racist against white people, you're, it's the same as saying multiracial white supremacy. There's no such thing. White supremacy is abhorrent and insane, right? To say that only white people should be, like, that's crazy. Right. But to say that only white people should not be is yeah. equally insane. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insanity. <laughs>
0: So now that we are into uh, the Biden presidency and a lot of people, a lot of believers, a lot of conservatives are seeing the cancel culture that's being that's being allowed, that is taking place. You know, you're one of the hottest things in rock music uh, in the last decade. And you've been canceled. Topher, as we were talking about, was climbing the charts, breaking records. And he's been canceled. People are getting canceled for sharing their conservative view- views as a believer, as a patriot, as an American, what would you say that people need to, uh, the conservatives, the believers, that believers, that anybody that has their head on straight needs to focus on right now? What are your What are your words to them?
1: Well, I think that I think labels. This is what this is one thing that I I think is important: Republican, conservative, moderate, libertarian, wh- whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just insanity and sanity. So <laughs> know, that's the way that I look at it because there's no, there's actually no, there's no sanity to what the other side is, the agenda of the other side is trying to push. There's mm. just constant bizarreness that is meant to demoralize and deconstruct the people. And then, and that it, it all smells like communism, it smells like socialism. Yes, it's, which is communism, uh, you know, with lipstick on. You right. know, like, oh, like it's oh, don't worry, it's just socialism, you know. And yeah. then, and, and I think that everybody needs to you know pr, you know understand, like the Serenity Prayer. I'll, I'll deconstruct the Serenity Prayer. This is a big prayer for recovery and for people with. It's you know God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, mm. the things I cannot change outside circumstances, the courage to change the things I can, me, I can always change me mm. and the wisdom to do, to know the difference. And mm. the wisdom is when you're seeking the small voice, you mm. know, like it's been my experience that my creator's voice is not a loud, booming, scary, big sticks, you know, it, that's not, it's a, it's a small whisper. It's a, yeah. Hey, go over here. It's when I pull up to a stop sign or a, a red light, and there's somebody holding a sign, and I'm like, I don't wanna give this guy money, and the little voice is like, be of service. And mm. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know? <laughs> Because it's not like, I'm not this virtuous person, you know, I, I just try, you know, I was told that if I wanted to have better self-esteem, I had to do esteemable acts. And mm. to me, feeling better about myself through actions is more important than being right, than having money, than, you know, all these things that we're told we're supposed to, you know, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's the complete opposite of what leads to a life of fulfillment and happiness. And Mm. we do have control over ourselves. So take care of your families, take care of yourselves, take care of your mental health, you know, call your friends. I tell everybody this too, call your strong friends. Because Mm. we, a lot of people, you know, I've had, you know, I, I had a really rough time this past year and I had to lean on my friends Mm. you know I had aside from the band and everything I got I got extorted by a girl a woman that I was involved with that I didn't want to be involved with anymore because she was into some nefarious stuff and I and then drag my name through the mud and put false allegations on me it was just like all this stuff has happened and every day instead of like oh why god why is this happening to me Mm. it's like okay what's the lesson What am I not? Why have I not learned that this this reoccurring um, negativity is is, you know, I hold the power. Mm. I say who is and who isn't allowed in my life and I've cleared out. I haven't actually had to do anything like that's the thing, you know, for me, God wants us to to be honest and tell the truth. And in telling the truth, it will scatter it'll scatter your enemies and it will show who's really doesn't have your back. Yes. And remove them from your life.
0: Well, I think that's a good message for everybody. Focus on what we can do. I love how you, how you deconstructed the serenity prayer, Uh, focus on what we can do, what we do have control over and obviously speaking the truth and and sometimes speaking the truth to those around us can be a a hard thing to do you know when we're just speaking how they make us feel or how what they said made us feel but if we can speak that truth uh you know and do that with consistency and do it in love a lot of times those individuals and their nefarious deeds will will just go away from us so uh Tommy fi- final words anything anything that you'd like to share with my audience before we wrap up
1: um just thanks thank you to everybody you know you know thank you i you know i followed you for i think about a year and a half now and uh, i love what you're about it's been great to watch your platform grow and you've been a consistent voice of reason um and hope for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and i think that um you know we should all be a little more inspired to say who we are and we've been i think for the past couple years people who don't like what's going on, have been shamed and silenced by, uh, you know, by people who don't have any morals or values or their morals and values are misguided and misplaced. And so, you know, I would say avoid the deliberate manufacture of misery. Don't engage in hate. Hate is never the answer. Um, When you, if you, if we start hating, we become them, you know? Yes. And so we have to, we have to, you know, Hey, darkness cannot be driven out by darkness. Darkness can only be driven out by light.
0: That's right. So it's good, brother. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Stick around. Let me wrap up the show and then uh, we'll chop it up for a minute. But uh, praying for you, Tommy, I just want to say this too. I just feel like God's saying this. He's got amazing things in store for you. While you know that, I hear him saying, rest in that. Let your mind rest in the fact that your Papa God, our daddy, he's a good, good father. And he knows your heart, he loves you, he's proud of you. Um, and he's got amazing things in store for you. So, allow yourself, your mind, and your heart to rest in those in that fact. And he's going to blow your mind. But you are a much needed voice right now, more than ever. Your voice is very needed, and I think your music's amazing, too, brother. So, thank God bless you. you. Stick around for a minute, I will wrap this up. But thank you so much. I'd love to have you on again in the future. All right,
1: all right, thanks so much for having
0: me, man. God bless, all right, brother. Friends please share this right now more than ever people Americans friends family we need to hear messages like this we need to hear from individuals like Tommy that has have been through hell literally and still has a smile on and has wits about him has knowledge has understanding about what's going on we need the we need to hear these voices so share this episode share this podcast with t- 10 25 friends just text the link to them. Uh, give the, give it a good review if you loved what you heard. I believe that you did, and uh, and then support my show, support my pillow. Use that code Trump twenty twenty or get yourself your own. Don't California my state. I've got every state in there at David Harris Jr. dot store. God bless you. We'll see you all next time. Have a great rest of your day. Bye bye. My name is David J Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom this is the david j harris jr show